At William & Mary, we believe today's business education needs to be more than just innovative. It requires a legacy of success, a focus on teaching, an emphasis on technology, and a practical hands-on approach. At William & Mary's Raymond A. Mason School of Business, our online, part-time, and traditional full-time graduate programs apply these strengths to provide the experience necessary to help you succeed. Visit us at chatadmissions.com to learn more. Well, hey there, sugar. This here is Rogue, and you are listening to Comics in Motion. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob, for old times, huh? Harley Quinn, nice to meet ya. <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Marvel character ever, but you should never meet your heroes because honestly, he's a bit of a dick. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I am inevitable. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I am your host, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion. What we like to do here is review movies and TV shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'll be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic book reader. And I'll be reviewing from the TV and movie perspective. And what we also like to do is we also like to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our choice of the week, then we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, we're back, back in our regular sweet spot. We had the interview with uh, Lenore Zan last week, which was a lot of fun. But we are back with a movie review. So what are we going to look at this week? Well, Dave, we're going to look at the recently released 2020 Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel. Now... Obviously, the world has closed its doors. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's kind of uh, sat at home right now. So it's got to be one of the more unlucky superhero sort of slash comic book movies, hasn't it? You know, in terms of when it released, it's, it's currently not doing very well um, on the box office. But, you know, part of that is because all the cinemas have closed down. <laughs> so it does actually, it has actually been released digitally now, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they brought it forward by uh, about five or six weeks. It's, it only made thirty million, pretty much, and the budget's forty-five. So they were at a loss. So they've had to release it digitally as well to try and recoup something. And obviously, it doesn't help. The reviews have been pretty poor as well, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, well, we'll get onto that, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll be seeing a sequel from this one, to be honest, will we? I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I think I'm with you there. We we sometimes don't always see eye to eye on these things, but I think we're on the same page with this one. <laughs> Let's get into our trailer, Dave. Let's go. And initiate sequence. Gina, I'm home. Memories are made of this. What is this place? I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but you got yourself killed. At RST, we'd rebuild the most important assets in the U.S. military. Soldiers like yourself. You're the first who we've successfully managed to bring back. But improved, enhanced. With the technology in your veins, you have an army inside you. 
that will not only make you stronger, it will heal you instantly. Holy shit. Now tell me, do you remember anything? Where are you going? I've got unfinished business. I'm gonna find the man who murdered my wife and kill him. That's not good. All right, shut him down. And initiate sequence. Okay, who is the next target for elimination? Tell me, do you remember anything? Do I know you guys? I don't think so. <laughs> They've been manipulating you. What you think is real sometimes ain't and initiate sequence you can't control me for that sure about that revenge is what makes a man like you exceptional you know nothing about men like me. That is absolutely fantastic. I feel like I just heard this. Are they playing this on repeat? Now we, we start off, Chris. We've got Vin Diesel playing Vin Diesel in a Vin Diesel way, <laughs> he's, he's uh, a soldier in the army, you know, we can see he's a bit kick-ass, um, but he ends up getting kidnapped, and uh, his wife is killed in front of his eyes, uh, before he's killed himself, and then wakes up, and he's apparently got all these nanobots that uh, kind of put him back together when he gets shot and stuff. Now, Chris, what did you make to the opening of this one? <laughs> well, Dave... And that sounded absolutely better. <laughs> Your description is absolutely what I wish this film was. I'm a massive Vin Diesel fan. I love the Fast and Furious franchise. I know people hate it, especially now because it's gone so far-fetched. But every single one of their movies I have seen in the cinema, I love, you know, I love American muscle cars. I love the fact that he drives a Dodge Charger in Fast and Furious. He's always going to be Dominic Toretto. My name in this um, room that we're podcasting in is Dom. I love that film, and I know that the Lakes Fast and Furious has been moved to next year. However, when you say someone's typecast, Dave, and they just play the same part in every single movie, whether it be Triple X, whatever. There's one film that Vin Diesel's been in other than this, which I love, it's called Knock Around Guys, which is fucking great. He's a... He's all like a, I think, a Jewish Italian sort of gangster, some young up and comers, and he's a proper hard nut in it. And there's a scene in that I love in like a Hickville town. It's amazing in a pub. He levers someone. I love him in a lot of it. Obviously, in Guardians of the Galaxy, in this, he's not just phoning this in, Dave. I think he was on fucking lockdown when they fucking made this one because I think he he, he did all his acting from his couch and they've CGI'd him in. It is truly woeful. There's, I mean, there's only his voice is so deep. There's only so many times you can hear that voice. His range of acting. He's. I, I always. I've said it before. Keanu Reeves. People like that. I. 
call out. You give Keanu Reeves more than two lines of dialogue and he totally falls apart. Like Arnie does, people like that. They they live and breathe off like quick interactions with people. And that's how I feel anyway. Um <laughs> oh, Keanu is like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Mr. Anderson. Yeah, that, that's his range. You know, John, I mean, look, the thing is amazing, and he? he's amazing in Matrix. Um Oh, John Wick is fucking outstanding, the first one especially. But this is the thing with Vin Diesel. I don't even think he can deal with two lines of dialogue. His acting is truly woeful. And and he is dialing it in. I don't know, you know, obviously I'm not trying to put words into your mouth, but as much as I love him, I was literally there in five minutes because we get this scene where they're like he's raiding somewhere, in he, in like the Middle East. That I was like, oh no. I bought with it being a superhero movie, I was thinking, you know what? It might not matter. It might not matter at all. And I was fucking wrong. But anyway, what did you think, Dave? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I, I can appreciate what um, what Vin Diesel does. You know, I, I remember seeing Pitch Black years ago, and he's got that kind of iconic look and, you know, plays a, plays a good badass. But Christ, he was just, he was half asleep through the whole movie and I just didn't believe anything and I think in particular when when his girlfriend slash wife I, I can't remember if they were married um that, I, I have to say I found this a really tough watch Chris and and I know I've seen some tweets and stuff that that there are people out there that really enjoyed it and really liked it um I'm just not one of them and uh when his wife gets killed he's like no <laughs> that is fucking awful. You know when we did the uh, like audio drama for One Movie Punch. Yeah. Quick shout out, great podcast. Go and give that. Go and give Joseph there a, a listen. And it, uh, let's face it, Chris, you and I are not actors, and it was shit. <laughs> 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 but I don't think we were a million miles away from what Vin Diesel was doing in this movie. It, it was fucking atrocious, and and. I don't know what it was, but he was operating at like 60% for this. And and I just couldn't get bought in to his portrayal. Now, I will just briefly tangent off for a second there, Chris, because it, so Bloodshot here, he's part of the, he's part of Valiant Comics and they do have their own little universe. Um, you know, the whole company was set up by, uh, I think it was Jim Shooter in the, in the early nineties. And so you've got other characters there that they could potentially build out this little, you know, have a mini MCU type thing. But I think this is a, a bit of a franchise killing movie, to be quite honest with you. Um, and I, I do think, you know, someone like Mark Millar I've, I've spoken about before. And, you know, he creates these interesting takes on characters that are quite original. But the thing is with, and, and again, some people like Bloodshot, but... For me, you take the aspects of Deadpool, you know, all of the regeneration, and you could say Wolverine as well. Uh, you've got that kind of aspect to it. But the the fact that he's got these fragmented memories and things, so, you, you know, and he's been manipulated by the government, well, that's all kind of Wolverine stuff. So you basically put these two characters together and then, then you have Bloodshot. So it, it just... I was quite excited for this and, you know, how it would all come together. I thought, you know, I thought Vin Diesel being cast as, as Bloodshot here would be a good thing. But as we're going through, it just it just all felt like it was ripped off something else. And and not only that, it, you know, sometimes 
you know, let's say the Beatles, when they when they were doing old rock and roll songs, they put their own spin on it and made something, you know, that sounded unique and better. Um, this was just all pale imitation stuff. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny, Dave, because there wasn't much of a uh, PR behind it or anything. And I, I, I remember seeing the trailer in January when we were in the cinema. I can't remember what we were watching. And I was like, all right, oh, this could be interesting. And then it was like, a, obviously, a lot of the movies have been moved now. There's even talk of the, the Black Widows going straight to the Disney Plus channel, Dave, capitalizing on that. I read that this week. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, that, it's not 100%, but they, they moved it back to May. Um, and then he moved it back again to July. And obviously we had Wonder Woman 84 coming out. And they were saying that there was so many good potential superhero movies in the summer coming out that they're all moved. But there is sort of idea that that will go on the Disney Plus Black Widow. I know it's not what we're talking about. However, when I saw the trailer, it was around that. I was thinking, you know what? This might be a sleeper movie. You know, Vin Diesel, if he's yeah. just playing an absolute maniacal superhero, like, you know, he doesn't say a lot of words. And just like, as I said, about his, his sort of range. Um, and I'm not saying that like I'm a fucking actor because I'm not. But yeah, I, I had high hopes for it. And I've, I had genuinely wanted to see this in the cinema. Obviously, I'm watching it all on the surround and, you know, downloading it digitally. And that was absolutely fine. I've got a big enough TV and that. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's strange. And one thing I would say, as, as a massive gamer and someone who's you know been gaming all my life, you know, it's like my, one of my biggest passions with football and obviously UFC and the, even the podcasting now. It's something I, I do every single day. That is my sort of get out of jail card if I'm getting pissed off and that. Um, I love just spending an hour gaming. However, Dave, I have played hundreds, if not thousands of games, and especially from around about the PS2 era, we got a mm. lot of voice acting. The fucking English Cockney accents they're pulling out in this movie <laughs> is the most distracting, <laughs> terrible, canned voiceover stuff I've ever heard. Why they went down this route, I do not know, but every single English person in this movie had a Cockney accent and it was fucking terrible. It was like watching the Snatch, like someone would make a, a, a Guy Ritchie movie on YouTube or something. It's absolutely woeful. And, and I'm really surprised in Guy Pearce because he's usually a solid six, seven, eight out of 10 actor. He, he doesn't do anything. But I know he's not done loads of movies recently, but he's always consistent. He's always good. He's a consistent actor. And, and even he is fucking blagging this one, Dave. How he looked at that script yeah. and thought, you know what, this is a bit of me, because I genuinely felt sorry for him, because I, I thought, whoever's writing this shit for him, he was trying his best, but it was just terrible writing, and the, even the CGI, the CGI is just pretty shit, a lot of the, the, the effects and tricks that they do, it's just, I don't know, it just felt like I was playing some cheapo, uh, playing, I was watching some cheapo video game, it was really poor. Yeah, it it definitely does have that feel, and and you're right. I mean, we know that Guy Pearce, uh, sorry, we know Vin Diesel is limited as an actor. You know, he's he's there for his muscles, isn't he? Really, um, and being that badass. But but Guy Pearce or Mike from Neighbours, and uh, all, all, I I, th- I thought he was trying to play like a pale imitation of Aldridge Killian in um, Iron Man Three. Yep, you know. I, I, I don't get it. I, he's been so great in a lot of roles. Again, though, he, it just felt like, to me, he was half asleep in this. And I, I, I couldn't really figure out why. Is it is it because the script's so bad? But he didn't sell me on his role either. No. It's weird, isn't it, Dave? He, I, genuinely, though, like I say, 
is it just the tools he was given? I mean, Vin Diesel will get a pass because he's not an actor. He's just there to flex his biceps and sort of speak in a gruff voice. That's him. That's all you get. It's what you get. You basically get what I am Groot. Yeah, exactly. And you are. <laughs> he's, he's, he's better at that. He is actually. He? I watched that the other day. And Johnny said, The Galaxy is an amazing film. So good. Um, but yeah, it, and it wasn't like I sat down and I watched this in two or three scenes. I sat down watching this thinking, I've got to get through this in one go because I don't want to have a break of fuck all. It's that bad. It is. The, the, the idea of it all is very much a I'm trying to think what movie it's it's a bit like a groundhog day type situation in it um where he, he he's basically we feel when we're watching it his missus gets killed but it's all manipulation to kill these terrorists in it he's he's done this yeah. numerous times but we don't find that out in the movie so it starts off with like it, it, this guy's dancing and trying to be a bit of a funny fucker in it with a knife and he kills his missus and stuff and all that uh, and he gets revenge, but we find out later on that that's something they've done every single time. They superimpose these threats on, don't they, Guy Pearce's characters? Yeah. And, and I mean, some of the names, the girl, like, the, he's sort of lover in it, Katie, who's real, whose name is actually Katie, so, but they spell it Katie, and then they call her Katie. Yeah. I was like, why? She was a diver, and all these other people have, like, top soldiers who've had like, their legs blown off, or they've had some... She was a <laughs> I was just like, but Why? What? But but he's he's lost his wife, you know, multiple times to multiple people, you know. And it's all it's always very fresh in his head. But yeah, he's quite willing to get it on with Katie. Yeah, <laughs> it's really bizarre. I, I tell you what was the worst bit of the whole movie, and obviously. We always say it, and it, it's a bugbear of mine. You know, I talk about this in the podcast. Is it pisses me off the way they portray in American films people from the UK. The UK are always portrayed as this gentry, aren't they? I always say it. It's the English gentry. What, what, what? Yes, hello there. Would you like tea and crumpets with that cup of tea? You know, that stupid royal family voice you get. You, you what, Even stuff like Friends, the way they portray people in that. You know, it's absolutely shit. Nobody speaks like that. We are regional North accents, me and you. Nobody, even in London, speaks like that. They speak like they're out of Snatch or, or you know, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. That's how they speak Cockney accents. Whether it translates well, I don't know. I, I can, and we've said this before, I can catch an American accent now more than anything, especially a New York east side of uh, the US. I can certainly see a Boston accent, everything. I sort of get it, but it's the fact that all the way through this, and there's a bit where he goes to London, and he's clearly not in London. He's in the registration <laughs> plates on the vehicles are not even UK registration plates. He's in, I think, Prague <laughs> where they film this, and they're in like Shanty Town, supposed to be London. And and he like stops a massive truck on his own when he's getting and, he, and the guy goes, "All right, mate, I'm going to get out." And I'm like, "But you're not in London. Why are you Cockney?" And I rewound it to think. Is he is he like another henchman who's going to turn, and that's why he's got the English accent? But no, they were they just basically went they basically went oh, fuck this we haven't got enough money let's just say this is UK if you're going to do that put UK license plates on the fucking vehicles it was oh, honestly at that point and that was about an hour into the movie I was fucking out it's absolutely woeful this movie and considering the potential of what it could have been. It could have been like a Deadpool, like a, this is, had the same budget as yeah. Deadpool. And if close contain it, keep it like Deadpool's quite a close contained story. And you can tell where they've manipulated. Stuff, Cause obviously we heard like Ryan Reynolds got the budgets uh, cut in half and all that stuff. And he ended up doing his own promotion for the movie. Um, this is neither that or anything. It's fucking bobbins. It really is a poor film. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, 
Unfortunately, you know, I was sort of scanning through, and this this was directed by a chap called Dave Wilson, and this is his, you know, movie directorial debut. I'm not sure he'll be getting any more. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look, it, it seems like he's more of a visual effects guy. I mean, he worked on uh, Age of Ultron as a creative supervisor. It looks like he's done loads of games, like video games. He's yeah. done Star Wars, The Old Republic, Knights of the Fallen Empire, Knights of the Eternal Throne. So I think, you know, the fact that this looks like a movie, which is a video game, I'm afraid I, I've got to look at the director, really. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's interesting you say that because you do get a video game vibe because when they're telling stories, even like the Call of Duty games, they're a lot better now. This last Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, is a lot better than anything we've seen acting and story-wise. But if you look at games like these games, like The Last of Us on the PS3, and obviously the remastered PS4, Uncharted games, even the Gears of War stuff, which Gears was my favourite gaming franchise ever, um, as the franchise got better, the, the acting gets better, and you actually there is a story there you can watch because people, are, what people do, Dave, is in, in if you've got a franchise of games, they'll do, they'll actually go on YouTube and they'll take out off the game, they'll actually record the cutscenes, so you put it into one whole movie. So all the set mm-hmm. pieces of what you're doing and you're fighting and killing them just doesn't matter because it tells a story, and you can actually watch like a full Gears of War one movie or Gears War 2 or Call of Duty or The Last of Us and you can actually watch and you can see that it's great and the money they've spent. This is even, this is like a three or four out of ten video game telling a story. It really, and it's funny you said that because it does have a video game vibe where it's just, it's just not got enough behind it and I think that might be the budget as well to be fair but it's just terrible all around. Yeah, like I say, it's like a ps2 in particular yeah yeah <laughs> and, and you know what i've heard people say you know where he's kind of regenerating and stuff you got the nanobots doing their thing that that people have been impressed by it but i agree i just don't i don't think it looks real and and yeah i it might be a shorter episode this one chris because i just don't have that much positive to say about this at all i i found it a really hard watch it took me two goes to get through it um and at the end of it i just thought it was it was totally vanilla i thought the acting was terrible uh the cinematography wasn't completely horrendous but it wasn't particularly great there was nothing original about the movie at all i think yeah i i there is nothing actually redeeming about this and and chris i mean we reviewed on the on the vhs strikes back jim carter if you gave me a choice right now do I want to watch Jim Carter or Bloodshot? I will watch Jim Carter. I, you know what, David? You know how much I hated Jim Carter. You know how much I say it's worse. I probably would agree, actually, because you can forgive the Jim Carter stuff. Yes, it's 30 years ago, but the budget and everything was just completely different. It was completely different. And, um, yeah. There's no excuse for this. There really isn't. It, it's just terrible. It was almost as if they were just hanging Vin Diesel out to drive for me, to be honest. It, it's just woeful. I, I think there was one scene in the whole movie, which was a rip-off, and, and talk about Vin Diesel and Fast and Furious, the, the Hobbs and Shaw movie, which is The Rock and Jason Statham. And I watched that last year, and that's a great movie, completely far-fetched. Idris Elba's the actual baddie in it. And he's got a couple of things. It's almost gone like superhero now, Fast and Furious, because like 
uh, Idris Alba's like a superhuman bad guy who's been genetically sort of engineered. He's got like robotics and stuff in him and that. And obviously the rock's massive, but he still beats the rock up and Jason Statham, they sort of have to beat him up together. But there's a scene in that where they go down the side of a building. So the rock's in the lift. Uh, so the rock's down the side of the building and Jason Statham's in a lift. And that scene where he's in the lift and he's going down the lift shaft and he has two of them sort of super soldiers with him and he's fighting them. And one of them gets killed. Very similar play-by-play that to, to that movie, and that's what I kept thinking. I was watching it, thinking I've seen this before. You know, I, I, I don't necessarily, I don't know if it's out of the the comics or anything, but it just looked too familiar to me. It really did. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I'm not that familiar with the Valiant comics. I see them, you know, they come through, and uh, again, I quite like some of the covers, but yeah. Not, not really interested. No, <laughs> and, and you know what? There, the sad thing is, having watched it, and I have watched a couple of bits out of it a couple of times. You know, because we're going to review it. I think that's the one thing what you're saying is correct. It's so vanilla and unforgettable. I think that's what the sad thing is. At least with Jim Carter, that we can watch it. Opposite. It's not unforgettable. It is completely forgettable. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm losing it. Yeah, they've even uh, got me with this one. But no. It's completely forgettable to the point where the end, before we came on today, I had to go and watch it again because I was like, I can't remember what actually happened. You know, I always say, like, we yeah. all do it. We all get distracted. Life happens. Your phone goes, you know, you get an email, you get a text, tweet, whatever, you know, anything can happen. You need to go to the toilet. I genuinely sat down and the second time I watched it, it was no clearer the ending. I just thought it was just shit. And it was just... <laughs> So it was so cheesy and poor at the end, the way he went off with that Katie and that. I was like, and he's created a little super group, hasn't he, with that Wiggins guy and stuff. That it was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It was just everything just didn't knit together. And I, I honestly, there's no way there's going to be a second one. If there's a second one, it'll be going straight to fucking digital. It'll be going in the pound shop as one of them fucking throwaway DVDs you can get to fill a Saturday afternoon. It's terrible. I mean, I can't see how this will get like a a sequel or anything even like a straight to streaming type thing because if you don't make the equivalent of your budget you've absolutely lost money because that the budget never includes all the marketing and everything which costs more on top of that of course so so this is absolutely bombed and there's no you know like i say i have seen some positive things from it tweets from people different reviews it, it is very mixed the the review they are very mixed rather um so i i just i just don't think we'll see this again clearly you know they're trying to start this this is their iron man this is what they're trying to do they're trying to you know plant those little seeds and say you know this is the little universe that we could potentially build out but i think this is going to be put to bed for a little while, to be honest. I, th- I think what, yeah, I agree. And I think what probably doesn't help the fact is, as much as I say, I love Vin Diesel in the Fast Furious, he's 50 this year, Dave. Too old to be playing stuff like that. I, I know that sounds stupid, but if you're going to take a franchise forward and you're going to do four or five sequels or whatever the hell you're going to do, yeah. he's going to be like 55 when, the, when say, the third one comes out because it takes a couple of years. It's just died it completely a miscast. I think they should have gone with an unknown. It may have got a bit better if they had said someone who can act as well as look the part. Um, no, not for me, Dave. I think. I think. I'd... Well, the the you know who was in line for this? Yeah, Jared Leto on it. 
Yeah, he was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would have been even worse. Well, I don't know. We might have dodged the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go into our review, Dave? Yeah, let's go. Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, including CEOs of businesses, psychologists, authors, musicians, travellers, people suffering with physical and mental illnesses, and everyone in between. Where we speak about a large variety of topics, including music and movies and pop culture, but also some more controversial topics, including drug reform, political correctness, and many more. No subject is off limits. You can find us on all the usual podcast places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And you can follow us on all the usual social media places. And to be clear, I don't expect everyone listening to enjoy every episode of my show. What I do think is that due to the wide variety of guests and topics, that there'll be at least one episode that each person listening will enjoy. So if you still appreciate the art of conversation and want to hear honest conversations with interesting people, then be sure to check out Genuine Chit Chat in all the usual places. I'll go first, Dave. That's okay. Um, yeah, unbelievably poor movie. Like I say, you know I'm not a comic book reader, but I had high hopes that this could be... Oh, I don't know, we, we did Spawn and that, and it gets absolutely ripped, but it has got a cult following. I don't know whether this will have a cult following. I just think it'll just go down as one of them poor comic book movies. And it was a great to review it, great to, to, to see that it was a completely different property, but what they did with it was terrible. The acting's awful, CGI. That I, I can't forgive the English fucking accents. I really can't. I know what I'm about before, but it's absolutely a travesty. It's fucking awful. And the continuity, the fact you didn't even use English license plates on the vehicles, and he was driving left-handed as well, left-hand drive, when it's like, it's fucking rubbish. So, uh, as far as I can see, I can't send it anywhere other than, and it's been that long day. What's the worst? <laughs> the f- fan- Phantom Zone. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, is it? yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is terrible. We just had a week. I know we've sort of had two weeks off from the film reviews, haven't we? Because you long, you yeah. had your operation, yeah, and yeah. then uh, we did the interview with Lenore last oh week. My God. But I tell you what, Dave, so, let, yeah. let's go through our review system because I can't remember yep. myself. Just in case you're a, a new listener or you are a, a, a slightly rusty podcaster <laughs> for your own fucking show, <laughs> <laughs> let's go through. The review system. So I'll start first, and and again, I'm trying to shake out the uh, the VHS strikes back now. So if it's the best movie you've ever seen, we start off with an Asgard, or not the best movie, but if it's a proper, really great movie, we send it off to Asgard. If it's not quite as good as that, but it's still a good, very good movie, we send it to Atlantis. If it's kind of middle of the road, we send it to the Hall of Justice. If it's getting on the not very good side we'll send it through to hell's kitchen if it is an utter abomination and should never be watched again we'll send it off to the phantom zone with general zod to never be seen again thank you dave (laughs) (laughs) just for the benefit of our new listeners of course yeah 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 i I had to pause and think myself to be honest i was like no it's not it's not vhs strikes back so it's not cloud city (laughs) and it's not someone who's been doing this for two years but anyway dave um I'm sending it to the Phantom Zone with General Zod. It's, it's bobbins. I mean, it's one of them movies. You can watch it. It's on for uh, like forty uh, an hour and 40. I just don't think it's worth anybody's time. I really don't. I'd be amazed if somebody actually liked it out there. There is. It's split. There is. But I just think it's poor all round. So, yeah, terrible movie. What about yourself, Dave? 
Yeah, I have to agree. Um, can't disagree with anything that you said there. Again, particularly on the VHS Strikes Back podcast, we review some pretty terrible movies. But the thing with them is there's something memorable about them. You know, either, you know, the shocking uh, fight choreography or just the haircuts and clothes sometimes. And, you know, some of the acting is terrible. But for this, it is just all so vanilla. It is utterly, utterly forgettable. I can't believe that this has got any kind of good reviews. I I can only think, you know, some people maybe... um, have a love for the character and just want to see that character on the screen and and so they when you do that you you do forgive certain things don't you i mean it's got 5.7 on imdb again that's not that's not terrible we've reviewed uh things a lot worse but you know again i'd watch jim carter for this hellboy which got absolutely roasted last year i'd watch that before this you know, there's a lot of other terrible movies that I will watch before this. And like I say, I just couldn't really, I was trying to think back before we came into the review, what actually happened. And it says a lot that I just, I just didn't really remember, but I didn't care enough to <laughs> think, okay, what what was it? And and you went, went ahead and watched it again. So fair play to you. <laughs> but no, I am normally, I, I can try and walk the diplomatic line on some of these, but I can't for this. This has got to go to the Phantom Zone. I'm sorry, Chris. It is fucking shit. Right? <laughs> I, I, I can't even say, you know, uh, you know, maybe someone out there will like it, so give it a go. I, I just, I just wouldn't bother. There are so many other great movies that you could spend your time and TV shows as well. Don't waste your fucking time on this. Yeah, I think that's perfect description, to be honest, Dave. So if you want to get in contact with us, guys, at Comics Emotion P on Twitter, the Comics Emotion Podcast at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. And as always, if you do get a chance and you have got a little bit of time, please get onto your podcast catching app and just drop a review of the show for myself and Dave. So thank you very much, Dave. And let's hope we have a bit better effort next week to review and something completely different. Um I've got to say, though, the VHS strikes back this week, Dave. I have got some on my sleeve for you, my friend. I'll speak to you that off camera, shall we say. But anyway, I will see you next time. (laughs) Bye now. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lentra. James Xavier, go fuck yourself. What in the ass? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my friends. I just like the sound. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jerome! Kneel before Zod! Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. Oh, hey. At William & Mary, we believe today's business education needs to be more than just innovative. It requires a legacy of success, a focus on teaching, an emphasis on technology, and a practical hands-on approach. At William & Mary's Raymond A. Mason School of Business, our online, part-time, and traditional full-time graduate programs apply these strengths to provide the experience necessary to help you succeed. Visit us at chatadmissions.com to learn more.